Thought Bubble Audio. You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. Welcome to Beer with Geeks with Tim and Frank. Who <laughs> are I'm Batman. I am Iron Man. Your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Hi, Christopher. I'm Nero. My name is Inigo Montoya. You're a wizard, Harry. A couple of guys with a couple of beers and a whole lot of pop culture nostalgia. Make it so, number one. Ladies and gentlemen, the Beatles. Name the dog in the ant. Life finds a way. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Now sit back and crack open a cold one. Because it's time for Beer with Geeks. It comes in pints? Shaken, not stirred. Great Scott! I was way off. I knew it started with an S, though. Hi, and welcome to Beer with Geeks, where two geeks geek out with beer. I'm Tim, and with me, as always, is my super fly friend who likes to wear wigs every other day, friend. Frank, how are you today? I'm doing super. I am super. How are you? Oh, I'm doing just fine, Frank. I'm doing just just fine. Just fine? Fine. Just fine. Uh, what would actually Sam say? I'm doing swell. Swell? <laughs> swell? Yeah, swell. There's just, there's just not a lot of people who are comfortable still saying that word. Oh, well, it's always, it's always been pretty natural to me. <laughs> <laughs> what are you drinking? Um, I'm drinking a beer with a story. Um, it's a short story. I was uh, at Thanksgiving oh, a few God. weeks back, and uh, story's over. Now it's too long. That's it. That's the story. I was at Thanksgiving. Right. That was it. All right. And I Please met somebody continue. who uh, does some brewing. You met somebody. Ooh, yes. They, are they nice? Sorry, I'll stop talking now. <laughs> continue. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this person uh, told me that uh, they learned recently that if you go to Trader Joe's. That uh, there is a beer called Farm Island Brewing. They make an organic session IPA. Um, and he said, I you love know, that can. It's a nice can. It's a nice can. If it looks. That is a nice boulder. It's a nice. <laughs> Farm Island uh, is. Have you ever heard of Peak Organic? Yes. Oh, I think you've, you've told us this story already. I told you this off air. Oh. I'm just getting all confused. Yeah, yeah, that's that's fair. Peak Organic, based out of Portland, Maine, brews another beer called Farm Island, and they only sell it at Trader Joe's. And so it's the same. It is it is the same. My understanding is it is Peak's Organic IPA uh, under a different name with a different label, but like similar colors and similar uh, fonts and everything else, uh, similar branding. Uh, but it is. A great session IPA. Uh, it is not too hoppy for me, and I, 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 I that that matters. Uh, it is four point eight percent alcohol, so not super, you know, not 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 too too light for a session. But um, it's great. I really enjoy it. Is it a winter beer? Not necessarily, but I'm still enjoying it, and it's it's fun knowing that it's you know it's it's Peak Organic under under a different name, and they sell Peak at Trader at my Trader Joe's anyway. But uh, a six pack of this was three dollars less. Uh, and I was just interested by the story, so I wanted to try it. And it's I can report it's good. It's good. I like it. So there you go. Farm Island Brewing uh, Organic Session IPA. I like that. That sounds great. Mm-hmm. Maybe one day I'll try it. You should. But what say. do you got? Uh, I am drinking a polar seltzer cranberry lime because mm. I never drink when I fly. <laughs> Bravo. Bravo, my friend. Well 
done. Thank you. Which Thank flavor you. was that again? Uh, this is a cranberry lime. Cranberry lime seltzer. Okay, it's one of it's one of their classic ones. It you is. know, but I I have also drinking I have also drinking. Oh my god, I have also had a lime and a lemon lime today because mm. I'm slightly addicted to seltzer. Because it's so good, Frank. It and is. It, there's nothing. It's there's very, nothing in it. It's very in right now. Seltzer is very. In. I drink mm-hmm. a seltzer at least one a day now. Um, yeah, they're very trendy, and uh, I'm a big fan. It hydrates you the same way water does, but it's all, you get all the bubbles. It's a little more interesting than just it's a water. little, I agree. It's a little more interesting. I always just think of the John Mulaney joke where he's like, I'm just eating bread and drinking seltzer, filling up and like, take a, take a breath, John, you know, like, <laughs> you know, take a second. Anyway, so Frank, you and I have both had the distinct pleasure separately mm-hmm. on two different days. Of seeing the 40th anniversary release of Superman the movie. Yes. 1970 is 1978. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Here it is. We've made it. 1970. Crazy. We saw it on the big screen. You saw it just recently. You saw it more recently than I yes. did. Yes. Yes. I saw it I saw, last I saw, day I saw, they were doing it. Um, oh, okay. And uh, but that's because that's where the theater, the theater near me, was playing it on that night. So gotcha. And I saw it on the first day they do it, hmm. they were doing it. All right, actually, yeah, yeah. So have you seen it on the big screen before? I haven't. So this was a me? big night for me. Have you seen yeah. it before? No, not on the big screen. Yeah. This was a big night for me too. It got me thinking actually that um, the thirtieth release of batman 1989 Mm. is actually this coming june nice june june 23rd so i am really hoping because it's a warner because warner brothers and warner brothers likes fathom events so i'm like you better be putting this out they'll do and it better not be while i'm on my honeymoon because i will be mad yeah yeah i'll be so mad i will make my fiance go to the movies. They'll do it. They'll uh you should uh they'll they will i'll predict not only will they do it but they'll do it for, they'll make a bigger deal out of it than they did for this. Why? Because Batman? Because Batman, yeah. Batman makes them more money. Yes, I think that is absolutely true. There and is a routine hot- pattern of this, and I know it because I'm a bitter Superman fan, but like Superman turns 75, and they're sort of like, yay, Superman. Batman turns 75, and they're like, holy crap, Batman is 75, guys. Um, Superman mm-hmm. turned 80 this year. And they were sort of like, isn't that nice? Superman is 80. I guarantee you next year with Batman turning 80 and Batman 89 turning 30, uh, they will just be able to, I mean, just Batman turning 80 alone, they might re-release every Batman movie in theaters, like, you know, plant your butt in the seat and watch all the movies uh, in a 24-hour uh, you know, sitting or something. I, would do it. You, I, I would w- probably go would just. It. I would just go out to dinner during Batman and Robin and then come back. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of would want to watch that. On I kind of watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I watched it again not, not too long ago. Just long story. Long story short. Long story short. I'll even tell you the story. So I do the film club at school along with teaching a film class and whatever, all this stuff. And so I on once a month, I give them free. It's like free bad choice. Like pick a bad movie. Oh, sure. free, cho- free choice. The, yeah, right. And the first one they chose was Batman and Robin. That was their choice. They were like, we have to do it. It's have the ultimate bad movie. Before? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh yeah. Yep. There's I mean, many it's before of them... most of them were born. 
Or any of them are born. That is correct. Yes, it is before they were born now. Um, <laughs> I've just made a lot of people feel, you just made a lot of people feel old who listen to this show. We're old. What can I say? Yep. But. I'm as old as Batman 89. A little older. I, I am a little older than Batman I'm six months older than Batman 89. I am more than that. Yeah. Yes, you are. Yes. So, um, but anyway, so they chose it. So I just, I just was literally subjected to watching it um, recently. And I... I kind of like it. It's not a good movie. It's not a good movie, but it's like, is it kind of fun to watch? Yeah, it can be if you're in the right mindset. It, absolutely. And if you're in the right mindset, it's a hell of a time. And the and I, I, I don't care what you, I love giant statues in, in the middle of a city true. that you can drive across that you're not supposed to, but you can. It's true. I just think that's cool. It's a great idea. It is. We're not here to talk about no, this, No, we're here Frank. to talk about we're, a movie that's good no matter what mindset you're in. Okay, hot take. Batman 89 aged better than Superman. I thought we were movie. talking about Batman and Robin. I know, but this is my. I know, but we were going back. To, I'm going oh. backwards in time now. Okay. Um, Batman '89 aged better because I. I just. I wa- I just finished Batman '89 yesterday. I just rewatched mm. it, and that after seeing Superman mm. the movie, and Superman the movie is great. I love it. Doesn't age well. It well, feels more like a '70s movie than '89. Feels uh, like an '80s movie. I will definitely agree with you there, but that's also partly I think because the '70s. The 70s were more, I mean, the 70s were a much more different time from today than the 80s were from today. Like, like more oh, yes. changed in that 10-year period, you know, like, so so I I think that's just, be, it's a sign of the times. Like, the, like we, are, we are more f- far removed, it sounds obvious to say, but we are culturally more far removed from the 70s than we are from the 80s. Like, the, the 80s are, are, and also, like, the 80s are more, there's more 80s culture mixed into our contemporary pop culture than there is 70s uh, you um, could argue I, I think that's all true and I don't I don't I certainly don't argue that point that's all that's all correct I I do however think that there is a uh I think there's a timelessness uh, to Batman 89 because of the way that it was filmed here are your sets it's a fake city uh, your our costumes are, is it the 50s is it the 30s is it the 80s who knows you know it doesn't really it doesn't matter but like Superman the movie is definitely in 1978 a 70s movie. yes, it, it, yes. It, does, it definitely has that it definitely has that problem okay let, let's take a step back here and let's talk about let's talk about the movie a little bit um and and my, I'd like to talk about my experience with it a little bit, kind of like you did with Mask of the Phantasm a few weeks ago. <gasps> I would love it if you did that. Just yes, because your bad. experience, your experience was actually different than mine. Yeah, as we yeah, that's right. Yes, learned over text. So I would like to know about okay. your experience. Okay, um, my experience with this movie in general, just to take a very very brief aside, um, I saw this movie when I was a young kid, but not like a toddler. Not like I mean, I had seen many many hours of the George Reeves series and the Fleischer cartoons and. And the uh, Superman the Animated Series uh, prior to seeing this movie. Um, and when I did see it for the first time, I was actually a little underwhelmed um, mm. at age nine or ten or whatever I was. Um, because I had seen, I, I had formed an affinity for the other versions of Superman so much that this was like a fresh new take. And it was like different for me. Um, at the ripe old age of nine, I was like, not my Superman. Um, but that's that's about the age though where you start to really form you opinions. solidify what is your you know what's your version of a character yeah, yeah. that's you're just about between I'd say between like nine to eleven maybe right around 12, there if you really by the time you're twelve it. I think you have a, a pretty probably a pretty good grasp on on what mm-hmm. you like 
uh, from you know if you've been if you're a fan of one character and you've been like following that character for a long time. That's right. So so I had sort of I I wasn't didn't dislike it. I just didn't totally accept it with open arms like like most other people I know honestly who grew up with this and this was their their Superman. Um, I've always enjoyed it, always liked it, always oh and always loved it. But but just among a mix of other Superman incarnations. But it's been a few years since I last saw it. Probably the last time I saw it was whenever I bought the Blu-ray um, a few years back. I, I mean, I had, I've owned this movie multiple times. I had it on VHS. I had it on the DVD. I had that 14-disc steel book edition, you know, that had mm-hmm. all the, D- yep. the DVDs from like 2006. Uh, it came out right after Superman Returns came out. And then I bought the Blu-rays once I got a Blu-ray player. So uh, I'd say the last time I watched it was probably four or five years ago, somewhere in that ballpark. It's been a few years, which is like an op- for me an optimal amount of time. I've seen it many, many times. I can quote it. I can, you know, beat for beat tell you what's going to happen next. Like, I know it really, really well, but it's just it's been a bit since I saw it. So I was really excited to get to see it on the big screen because I've never seen it on the big screen. And, and I'm going in fresh. When we were talking about Mask of the Phantasm, you pointed out that when you see a movie that you know really well, you see it in the theaters even, or just anytime you're watching it, but even if you're watching it in the theaters, the mind tends to wander a little bit, mm-hmm. right? Or you're, instead of being in the movie, you're thinking about the, like, wow, how they do that special effect or, you know, stuff like that. You, 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 you know, aren't present necessarily. That's right. I found myself pretty present actually. And, and, and watching it maybe for the first time undistracted because whenever I watch a movie at home, it's really hard for me to completely tune out everything else around me. Like I just, I'll, I'll idly look at my phone or I'll, I'll whatever. Even if I sit down with the attention of no, 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 no phone, just going to watch a movie right now. Still, I'll be like, Oh, what do I know that actor from? Let me Google real quick. and I'll put my phone down again. You know, that kind of stuff just happens. So, so I can't help but do that when I watch it at home. So it's been, I've never re I don't think I've ever really watched this movie just watching the movie, you know, with as an movie. adult, as an adult. Yeah. Probably since the first time I watched it as a kid. I don't oh, think I've sat huge. down and been like, I'm just watching Superman the movie, nothing else. No other distractions, no other simulation. So this that, that this was like huge in that way for me. But on top of all that, so in your showing of it, did they they had the Ralph Garman intro before it, yes. right? We talked about yes. the history of the movie they and everything. The, the, the Ralph Garman intro talked about the history of the movie, its importance in cinema and all of this kind of stuff. But I did not get the special prize that was promised to me that you did get. Oh, it was promised you? Yeah. I Well, I mean, it, they didn't tell us in the oh. movie that it was coming. You know, like Ralph Garman didn't be like, and now tune mm-hmm. into this. He didn't say, do any of that. But when I bought the tickets, they were like, hey, just so you know, this is also the thing that's going to show before oh. the movie. See, I had no idea that this was coming. Oh. Um, what did you get before your showing? That's it. I, I got the Ralph Garman thing. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So, I got the Ralph Garman thing, which was cool and and delightful and and, and nice. And then uh, somebody from the theater came out. This was like an I saw it in an old old movie house in Beverly, Massachusetts. Oh, that's where you went. I went there. Yeah, um, it's a ninety nine year old movie. Theater. That's where Reverend Hale is from. Ah, look at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my Crucible reference there for you this go. evening. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I was at, at that movie theater, and uh, it's this old theater. So they came out and did their spiel, like, donate movie to the theater or whatever. But the guy said, um, 
uh, we're going to have a behind the scenes special for you now. It's about 10 or 12 minutes and then the movie will start. So I was like, oh, behind the scenes special. Okay, interesting. This must be, um, you know, they're, they're putting the movie out on a 4K HDR Blu-ray that's for the right. first time. So that's kind of why they did this was pr- mm-hmm. promote promotion. And so I thought this must be a bonus feature from the Blu-ray that we're about to see. So, okay, cool. So okay. behind the scenes special. So let's go back down. I'm ready for the behind the scenes special. And then all of a sudden, dun, 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 faster than a speeding bullet. All this stuff starts. I'm like, wait, pew, this is, and it's, it's the cartoon, the Max Fleischer cartoon of Superman starts. And I'm like, what is happening right now? I can't handle the excitement because like I, and I, I, I te- after the movie, I texted my, my sister who like, we're just a couple years apart in age. We grew up, we're very close and, and we, we, you know, we shared a childhood in, in almost every way. And I said, I just saw Superman in the movie and they showed one of the Fleischer cartoons before it. And she goes, Oh, so basically three-year-old Frank's dream come true. And I was like, yes, <laughs> yes, you get it. Exactly. They showed a Fleischer cartoon as, as the appetizer and the entree was, a full live action Superman movie. Like that's pretty amazing. Ideal thing for me at age three or, or 30 for that matter. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that was super exciting. It was the mechanical monsters, which I think is the second or third one in the series. I uh, love the mechanical monsters. So good. It's probably mm-hmm. my favorite one. Uh, and, and the one I've seen the most, except for maybe the first one. I think uh, the mad scientist is probably the one I've seen the most, but mechanical monsters is the one when I actually get to, in my comic book history, comic book history, you know, humanities class, you know, this the whole thing. I actually show an episode oh, really? of Fleischer cartoons, and that's the one that I show. It's nice. Mechanical Monsters. I think it's probably like, uh, it's probably my favorite one. It's probably one of the better ones in terms of being like well-rounded and having a little mm-hmm. bit of all of Has a little bit of everything. Yeah, you got your little saving Lois. You've got your, you know, almost every power is used. It's it's nice. It's good for that. Um and it's only ten minutes, twelve minutes. You know, it's it's mm-hmm. an easy thing to show. So it's on I YouTube, was, people can watch it whenever. Yeah, they that's want. right. Yeah, it's on YouTube. Um, they put out a DVD of the Fleischer cartoons a few years ago that looked beautiful, but I really hope they they put them out on Blu-ray soon. There is a Blu-ray you can buy on Amazon. Don't buy it. It's not good. It's low quality. It's crappy. Don't buy it. Really? Um, yeah, it's just like some knockoff digital transfer that someone did and and burned it onto a Blu-ray, but it's not like remastered and and and, and it's not taken from the yeah, no. Wait, wait until there's like taken from the negatives, you know, and officially done, officially transferred the right way. Gotcha. But um, it's like a bootleg, so wait for the real thing. I'm sure they'll do it eventually, or maybe it'll be a bonus feature on on some of the other. That's the thing. Like when they put out those Blu-ray uh, or the the 14 disc um, set they had put on the Fleischer cartoons interspersed mm-hmm. on a few of the discs. Hopefully they'll do that again soon. Anyway, I digress. That was amazing. That was beautiful. That uh, made me really really happy. Once the movie started, I was totally sucked into this movie like I haven't been probably since age nine. I loved this presentation of the movie. I I think I, because I watched it undistracted, I appreciated it more. I mm-hmm. I I'm not gonna say I caught things I'd never seen before, but I I I pieced together how some things fit together, you know, better than than before and and. And and because it had been four or five years, I was a little sketchy on some of the details of like how did we get from this to this and like what's with the Grand Central th- thing and you know all this kind of stuff. I I, I kind of got there. Um, I, I tracked better with the movie than I have before because I kind of went in with sort of a fresh slate, but still remembering a lot of it. So mm-hmm. um, I don't know if that makes sense. But if you know when you haven't seen the movie in a while, sense. yes, 
and it's sort yes. of like you, you're sketchy on the details, but then you're reminded, and it it you kind mm-hmm. of leave with more of an appreciation than you had before. Yes. Um. Yeah, that was my experience. I really, really had had fun. I, that's it. I had fun watching it. Um. For 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 the first time in a while, uh, because it'd been five years, so it was fantastic experience so much fun to see it uh, it looks beautiful the new presentation of it is beautiful um i already own it on blu-ray but i'm kind of tempted to buy the 4k because i just i did just get a 4k tv so i'm kind of like mm, maybe mm. um yeah yeah it's it's not a perfect film there are a lot of there's a, a handful of things that i could nitpick um but for for the movie that it is and for the classic that it is i had a lot of fun watching it in this in this setting so I it it reinforced for me that it is it is good to to see you know movies that you know and love really really you know really well um, it is fun to go watch them on the big screen if for no other reason than for me um, I won't get as distracted and I'll actually watch the movie more than I would if I was watching it at home. That's what good. was your experience like? I, it, fairly similar though we had different paths of getting there. I don't remember the first time that I watched Superman the movie. It was definitely a kid. It was definitely on VHS. I ha- still have it. I want to say it was when they re-released it kind of the first time. Mm, okay. And we were like, oh, hey, Superman, we should watch it. And then it was just kind of like we watched that one in Superman 2. And I think I Superman, I honestly, I think Superman 3 and 4 were actually the first Chris Reeve Superman movies that I, hmm. I, I saw. Oh, you know what it was? I think they were all, they were selling them cheap on VHS. And my brother got one and two, and I got three and four because ah. I was a sec, cause I'm the second child. So obviously I get the second two movies. And so not as good, but I watched Quest for Peace a lot. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, you know, when you're a kid, you don't get that Lenny Luther is not a thing. Yeah, and should never be a thing. I got that, and he, but and he's fighting a guy on the moon, and it's fine, and it's fine, it's I just it, fine. It, it's and fine. Superman three scared the crap out of me when I was a kid. Oh yeah, and that's scary as a kid, actually. Yeah, that, yeah, that the kid. end. Ooh, yeah, yeah. 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 Superman, Superman four. I rewatched a few months ago, like as a pure hate watch. I was like, I'm mm. just gonna watch this just for laughs. And actually, I listened to um, Steve and Derek over at at Starkville's House of L did a commentary on it years ago. And I dug up that old commentary that I still had in my iTunes and and listened to it while I watched the movie, and it was it made it more fun. That's good. That's good. So, going back to my experience, Please. so, so, so this year, long story short, I'm going to go back to my comic class because it really all ties in. I swear, I promise. I'm just not talking about it. New schedule at work this year, so I am super ahead of where I was in my curriculum from last year as in like I have six weeks of time like extra and I've covered all the stuff I usually cover I just have a very efficient class this year plus with a new schedule I'm seeing them every day as opposed to you know three to four maybe five times a week and so it just you get more done very quickly and this class is very invested in how Hollywood works how movies are made because the first half of the classes is comic book humanities class the graphic novel the second half is a cinema studies class mm-hmm. how films are made how do they work let's break down these films for all of its things blah 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 and so i'm kind of bridging the gap now between you know so it's now it's comic book cinema the history of comic book cinema but also slightly how the hollywood machine works and everything like that let's tear apart these films and blah 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 so this so i i showed superman the movie 
a week before I saw it in theaters. Oh, really? Yeah. So I had just sat in this class with them breaking down Superman the movie and how it works and talking to them about things like, you know, filmed at the same time and Donner leaving before really the end of the whole filming process and how that affected the end of the film. Talking about how it was the most expensive movie made to date at that yeah. point, a budget of $55 million in 1977 when they filmed it, comes to today to over $218 million. Mm-hmm. Like, And that's that's pretty powerful for the course for an action movie today. An like Avengers a movie will have that kind of a budget. If not more yeah. at this point, you know, it's like it's just like an obscene amount. And then talking about how f- critically financial, how successful it was earning over today. Today's standards a billion dollars. Still only the second highest grossing film of that year earning over a billion dollars. How crazy is that? I know. Do you know what the first one was of that year? Yeah. Mm, I see. I don't know what else came out that year. Um, I should remember from your Academy Rewind episode. What it's a musical. Oh, it's a God. musical, and it was not on Academy Rewind. Tell it was me. not. I'm not going to get it. Oh, sure. Yeah, Grease, yeah, yeah, Grease sure. was the most watched movie that year, earning well, over a billion, $1.2 billion. That was a stacked year, man. Stacked. Damn. Crazy. I hate Grease, too. Unpopular opinion. Oh, I, like I don't the really music. care for I hate Grease the story. Much. Yeah, that's fine. And then, of course, this mo- it, the movie was nominated. It was nominated for Best Editing, Best Music, Best Sound Mixing, and then it won its own little special Academy, you know, won its own little special right. Academy Award and all that stuff. And then talking about art, influ- life influencing art, and then art influencing life, and, you know, movies influencing, you know, like blah, 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 all this different stuff. So I just watched it from a very technical eye with mm. them, mm-hmm. you know, talking, mm-hmm. you know, like how this theme ties to this thing and, you know, like themes and this and character motivations and blah, 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 all those things that you do in all of those things you would do in a film class, breaking it down. Sure. And then here I am going with like my, you know, my cup of coffee because I'm an adult to the movie theater um, and sitting down and. And just like you, it all washed over me, completely lost all of it. I just got completely absorbed into the Mm -hmm. movie Mm -hmm. from start to finish. And having just watched it, my mind should have been wandering all over the place. I would think, yeah. It should have been everywhere. I should have been like, oh, you know, this is the bit where this thing happens. Um, Or I just watched this. Or, or, you know, like, oh, this was a flub. Or "Ah, maybe this connects to this thing, blah, blah, blah. Nope, it all of it gone. Blank slate up there. Like I'd never seen the film before and I'm and I'm like waiting for, you know, like Otis, next time you bring me the robe, you know, make sure I'm out of the pool first. You yeah, know, yeah. and I'm just all of it. I was just and I, I couldn't tear myself away from it the way that I would be able to say, like, stop a film otherwise and just right. and walk away. And I that I know is part of the big screen experience because I love going to movies yeah. in the movie theater. It's one of my Easily one of my favorite things to do all time, going to the movies, especially when there aren't people at the movies. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, when it's quiet. Oh, yeah. I was kind of, it's, this is a little bit sad, but my theater, I was like one of maybe 20 people. Oh, that was about the same movie. for yeah. mine. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Fathom events that generally don't get, they don't get huge, huge crowds. Yeah. They get enough to 
they get enough to keep doing them because it costs them almost nothing to put the movie into the theater. I suppose that's and, true. You know, yeah. not really doing anything except giving a digital file to the theater. Right. You know, so it's just a marketing um, budget. Really, is all you got to pay for. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, so it doesn't cost a lot. There was a guy sitting behind me at mine though that definitely loved the movie too much. Oh, and so yeah, he was I had one of those in my theater too. Actually, every line, every line, just just every one. Set them out. Set them all. All the way through. That's too bad. Yeah. I also had the hipster couple sitting right behind, directly behind me, who were like laughing at the at like the cheesy parts. And by the cheesy parts, I mean like the earnest parts. Like, sure, I like Pink very much, Lois. Things like that, or like, oh, you know, what are you, what are you here for? Well, I'm here to fight for truth, justice, in the American way. And they're just like, <laughs> he just said that out loud. And I'm like, shut up, shut up. <laughs> this is sacred to some of us. Yeah, um, you know, they were just there to laugh he at it. Is- he does fight for truth and justice, and maybe the American way isn't so great right now, but it was in 1978. Actually, it pretty much wasn't in 1978 either. Maybe we really need to evaluate the what we are as a political system. The whole point is that we can system. be better. That's right. That's the whole point. Anyway, um, yeah, that's the that's the uh, that's my take on that. But yeah, there's always there's one in every crowd, right? There's the person who's too enthusiastic. Um, I was just glad that if if you're not that if you look around and you know who you don't know who that person is, you're that person. Yep. If you're the only one clapping and the whole theater's silent, shut up. Stop. Yeah, Stop. so that was, I was not that guy. The guy was, like, row in front of me. Yeah, yeah. That's, you know, when you bought your ticket to see this, did you realize that the timing was going to work out to where you, w- you would have just seen it at, at work? No, I wasn't planning on it. I had yeah. bought the tickets months ago, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think, and I... I wasn't planning on showing Superman the film. I was going to, I usually talk about its importance to the industry and blah, blah, blah. But I have the time, so I I might as well start teaching them how to analyze a movie with something that they might be slightly more invested in. The reason I ask is because I'm thinking, like, if the shoe were on the other foot, if it was me and it was Batman 89 and I had just watched it, you know, even if it was not the ideal situation to watch it, and if I had just seen it, even in pieces, um, I don't You'd think still I go. Been, I don't think I'd still go. Oh, I don't really? Think I'd be like, I, th- I, th- I think for me, I'd be like, why am I going to spend money to go see it when I just watched it last week? Like, no, that's fine. But that's I mean, fine. like that argument can be made like you could just turn it on any time. So why'd you spend money anyway? Yeah, but it's different if I just watched it. Like if I've just seen it, I'm not going to then go out and pay to see it again. That's true. Though watching watching a film w- with students in like you know, it's a different viewing. It's not it's like different... watching it for fun. I get I get it, but but no, I still it think can I... be. But it can be. It can be. Yeah, yeah. But it's still you're in a work context. I, so I get how it's not like right because at the at the end of it, there's going to be a writing assignment, and you're yeah. going to have to read those writing assignments, and you're going to yeah, have yeah, you know. Yeah. So it's a, it's a slightly different. It's a slightly different take on yeah. I just don't think if, if unless it was one of my favorite film, my very favorite films, then I'd be like, well, I could watch this a million times. Um, but and Superman, the movie doesn't count amongst one of your favorite films of all time. I knew this about you already. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah. And, and that may and people may say that makes me a bad Superman fan or whatever, but I don't really subscribe to that. And, and I don't think whatever. so, because it's not it's not. I mean, I love Christopher Reeve's take on the character. But I, it's not I, the, do. De- I do. I do. It's not the definitive take of the character for me. No, it's you know. not. It's not for me. Um, it, no, sorry. Don't say it's not for me. It's not my definitive take on the character either. Um, I still cherish it. It's still a great one of the all time, you know, great superhero films. Um, it's in people tend to universally agree. It is the first it's the beginning of the modern superhero film. 
Um, well, that's what Kevin Feige and his creative team watch it st- allegedly still before every movie that they do because this is the model of film, uh, model of superhero movie they decide because there's basically two models of hero films. Uh, there's Superman the movie and there's Batman 1989. Yep, those are your two models of films, and you either have the straight from from start to finish. Here's the or- here's the origin story. We have an earnest tone. It's set in the re- realish world, you know, as real as we as real as we can get. You know, it's earnest, but it's also tongue in cheek. You know, winking and nod. We're not taking ourselves too seriously. How you guys doing? See you later. <laughs> That's Superman the movie. Right. Batman nineteen eighty nine is a completely different superhero film. It's it's not interested in the origin story the same way. It's not. It's it's in me. It's almost in media res. It's mm-hmm. you know, boom. He's already a hero. And now you watch the movie, and guess what? We'll remind you three fourths of the way through what the hero's origin is, in case you're invested enough. We'll 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 let you know. Sure. You know, there's still an earnestness to it, but there's also kind of a twisted comedy to it, which is different than tongue in cheek. Right. The, you know, there's a there's a dark sense. There's a dark dark comedy uh, t- sensibility as opposed to just an an earnest story. Sure. Um, and and those are really the two models that we're still kind of following today. The Dark Knight is probably the thing that broke those those models, and we we now have a third. We have a third one at play. Um, but um, but we're we're working on the same for we're working on the very same formulas we have been for years yeah. and years and years. And Superman the movie more than Batman eighty nine, as far as superhero movies goes, I think is more influential. Because the origin story, it's a very straightforward origin story. It's easy to follow. Yes. Whereas, whereas Batman's remodeled how tentpole blockbusters are are yes. done. Yes, that's it's, a really yes, yes. That's a really good way of. That's a good yeah. observation. Yeah. I think Batman is more. Batman is more important to the film industry as a film and how mm. films are marketed and produced and for better or for worse. And then, but Superman the movie is more influential as a. film film for filmmaking you know yep those are two very different things it's crazy it's almost like saying like pre-production versus getting the movie made those are two different things Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know you know finding the money and finding the people to actually make the movie is the pre-pre-production you know those are two you know and so um and so superman and batman are kind of like that you can't make i mean tom mankiewicz who wrote was one of the one of the writers on Superman the movie mm-hmm. was commissioned to make a Batman movie right after Superman and real early on he was like you can't make a Batman movie the way that you make a Superman movie they're just two they're completely different characters the, the formulas don't work to, the same way he was really savvy like that he really i think he really he he understood a lot of what makes the Superman character tick um famously so Mario Puzo did the first for version of the screen. Four hundred page opus. Yeah, um, he did a four hundred page screenplay. And most screenplays are one hundred and twenty pages at a pa- most. A, a page per minute. Yep. That's generally the that's yep. that's the general rule of thumb. Four hundred page. I mean, and if you've read The Godfather, like it, yeah, four hundred pages makes sense for Mario Puzo. But yes, he apparently was not aware or really familiar with Superman when they approached him and they gave him the backstory and he read up on Superman and he, you know what his comment was? Hmm. 
Oh, wow. This is a great tragedy. Wow. Mario Puzo's assessment of Superman was, oh, wow, this is going to be a great tragedy. Oh, that's that does not bode well. And then he twist. He traveled in time and made Man of Steel. Yeah, right. Um, it's like I said, David Goyer talking. So he 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 wrote the script. They were like, "Oh, this is great. We're we're definitely not going to use most of this." Um, uh, thanks. We'll put your name in the credits because it's a good name to have in the credits. But ooh, can't really use this. So they had it rewritten, uh, and then they had it rewritten again, and it's that like third or fourth version is what we see. And Tom Mankiewicz is the one that punched it up and kind of script doctored it at the end. And he, I think he, he gets like a creative consultant credit in the film. Mm-hmm. It was his idea to do the sort of, in Krypton, it's, it's all Shakespearean. And then in, in Smallville, it's all uh, Americana. And then once we get to uh, Metropolis, that's when the jokes start going and it gets more like the rhythm. We fall into a rhythm once we hit Metropolis. That was one of his contributions, and a, lo- a lot of the, like, honestly, most of the jokes are his contributions. Um, most of the levity in the movie are his contributions. It's a lot um, of good levity, but you're right. It, the levity doesn't show up until Clark is fully formed. Nothing really funny happens until you get some trouble. It's pretty the first heavy. Hour, first hour? Yeah, first hour of the heavy. film. Mm-hmm. I will say, um, I've seen the... the um, director's cut quite a bit now mm-hmm. uh, since it was released on dvd and, and blu-ray so so i get a little confused about what's in the director's cut and what's in the theatrical cut at this point but um the destruction of krypton sequence was longer than i remembered um mm. and uh, uh well yeah in particular uh and then the can you read my mind sequence i'm never i, um, I always cr- even when i was nine i cringed at that <laughs> i cringe i <laughs> it's cringe not great. It's not great. I don't love it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just don't love that. Can you read my mind? It just, I, it's, see, it, the, the flight sequence is two or three times longer than it needs to be. And her reciting the poem thing is just, it, does not need to happen. It's the reciting of the poem. Cause the, the flight sequence is great to me. But as soon as they start to like, when she basically, when she falls, right? Yeah. You, like that's the bit where I was like, nah, and you're, you, you overstepped a little bit. The, the whole, the whole, part where like like them flying around and flying around the statue of liberty fine but once it gets to them just like smiling at each other and like giggling at each other and holding hands then their hands slipping further and further apart until where they're only holding by their fingers and she somehow doesn't notice they're holding by their like i don't know it it, it doesn't make sense it doesn't it doesn't work it's too long i don't need to see all that um and i definitely don't need marco kidder reading the poem over john's music i just don't need that because i think it was supposed to be somebody singing or she was supposed to sing it or something like that and they were like ran out of time or it didn't really work out they released a pop song version of it as well like a single Mm -hmm. um but it didn't didn't really go anywhere. But yeah, I think she couldn't sing, and that was, so they just had her read it instead, recite it, and it's not it's it's I don't like it. It's it's too that's too cheesy, too seventies for my taste, mm-hmm. and that's always been my position, and I I don't see that changing. Agreed. How do you what do you think about Clark catfishing her? Right catfishing after that her? scene, um, when he comes out and and he's all whoa, well, whoa, well, see, do you know we yeah. had a date? You know, like, no, you didn't. That's classic. No. I mean, that's classic Superman and 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 Lois. He tricks um, her. He literally tricks her. He does. Um, honestly, you're right. I you're right. I I hadn't I didn't really think of it that way, but you're absolutely right. I and and that's not great actually. Um, but 
the the reason I didn't really think of it um, was because and this is one thing where I was sort of out of the movie, but in a good way, was just admiring how it's one fluid shot where he flies away. Um, and, oh, yeah. and they did without any cuts. They just follow Lois from the balcony into the apartment. And, you know, 15 seconds later, there's Christopher Reeve fully dressed again without any cuts. He saw him fly away. And then there he is dressed uh, as as Clark. Um, pretty masterfully done. And yep. and you might not even notice it is without any cuts. And you went on. I appreciate that until someone points it out to you. But once you see it, you're like, oh, wow, that's so good. That was so really, good. That's some movie magic right there. Mm hmm. Classic movie magic. It's going off the thing that I had previously when I was watching with the class. They didn't really think of it. They didn't think of the the catfishing thing. But when Miss Tessmacher kisses Superman when he's in the pool, mm. they're like, "Whoa, what is she doing?" Like, I know she, right? she didn't ask for permission. They were like, "Really?" It was it was hilarious. That they is were funny. Like, they're like, "That doesn't fly. Can't do that. That's no good." And I was like, "Hey, it doesn't fly because he's." kryptonite right ah, now it's funny <laughs> he can't fly he can't not even if he wanted to i think the movie wraps up too cleanly that is my like it's like he's the the spinning the earth is hilarious in its own in its own way and blah it's blah blah nonsense and it actually kind of bothers me but it but doesn't yeah. it doesn't make sense so he goes back in time but like what does he fix does it just get to the part it doesn't it doesn't work so if, if if time went back then what happened to hackensack don't you have to save hackensack again i don't like, anyway. right does it just it doesn't it doesn't matter i don't think too but that's the thing like as soon as it gets to that moment you can't think too hard about the rest of the film it just it just all crumbles and then it is like and then he literally like like a comic serial he like drops off lex Luthor at prison and he's like okay bye you can't just bring someone to prison and be like here go to jail like that's not how that works either but it's fine. the only it's thing fine. that i'm classic okay. comic book so i, I you know it's or, true. And the, even like george reeves would have done that so like i, actually, I let it go because it's just it's the weird. only thing that i think actually works for that is because lex Luthor is already a known criminal mm-hmm. because the police are looking for him right that guy gets pushed out into the tracks mm-hmm. you know because mm-hmm. he's looking for otis so lex Luthor is already a wanted man so if he dr- is dropped off at prison they're like oh hey we were actually looking for you we found yeah, you he still has to go through the court system i know he can... well that they'll yeah. i know they'll send him yeah, to the break yeah fine. but you know what i mean yeah yeah, yeah. I, I, I do yes he's going to prison eventually he literally calls himself the greatest criminal mind of our time in a prison like jail yard so like mm-hmm. kind of admitting yep. to the crime right there it is but anyway Man, do I love this movie though! It's so much fun, though. It's so much fun. Like, I like it. The, make I sense, like it, but it's fun. But yeah, I like it more than Superman too. Uh, I know that's um, also uh, unpopular for some people. Th- I think this is a better made film. I think it. I I, I think I agree with you. Yeah, Superman two is also super influential. In I mean, like the the hero giving up their life as a hero for the person they love, kind of thing, or to get their life back under. That's. All Superman two, Spider Man yeah. two is a like a yes absolute parallel. Spider Man yes. one and two is basically just Superman one and two. It's very, just with Spider Man very very they, much cut from the same cloth. They follow the formulas pretty closely, and then it all derails in three for both of them. So there you go. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Too much going yeah. on in both. Too much going uh, yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. It's true. It's true. Um, and that's part of I think what Sam Raimi did so well was to, f- it was smart to follow a formula that works. And and I think that a lot yeah. of Superman formulas and and stories apply to Spider Man, and that's kind of why Spider Man is my well, favorite what, on the Marvel side. 
But I think that's why Marvel is so successful. And I mean, not that it's following the formula for Superman every mm-hmm. time. It's certainly it's certainly not. But every origin story that you watch, that's just for Marvel. That's it's the same. It's basically the same starting point from there to there to there to there. They have you similar know, beats. At all. It's yeah. across the board. I mean, yeah. even even Wonder Woman is even Wonder Woman is a Superman is Superman the movie. Right? You know, like Oh, the Wonder recent, Woman the movie, you mean? Wonder yeah. Woman the movie yeah, is yeah, yeah, Superman yeah, yeah. the totally. movie. Wonder yeah. Woman the movie is Captain America the movie is Superman the yes. movie. Yes. You know, with with twists here and there, but I mean Superman super I mean uh, Wonder Woman goes out of its way to homage the alley scene. Oh yeah, you know absolutely. to yeah. to which you know to which you know Clark saves Lois from uh, you know, by catching the bullet. It's exactly yeah. what Diana does, except that she deflects him with some bracelets, and I love it. It's great. Love it. It's a it works so well. All right, um, I think we should wrap this up though. Frank, I agree. Great. So you can find us on Beer with Geeks at Gmail and Twitter and Facebook and beerwithgeeks.com and toppableaudio.com. Rate and review us on iTunes and all the places that podcasts can be found. You can give us some money, even 25 cents a week. So cheap uh, over on patreon.com. Truly appreciate all that you do for us. And I'm talking to you now, Frank. Truly appreciate that all that you do for us at Thought Bubble Audio. So many shows, so many shows, such a good time. Do you have anything to add? Uh, check out Loud Women, our newest podcast at Thought Bubble Audio, loudwomenpod.com. It's all about the new Hulu series, Shrill, uh, and it's hosted by two very smart and funny women, one of whom I am married to. And her name is Tim. No, just nope. kidding. Nope. 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 All right. Well, I'll, you'll be talking to my voice, Laura. No. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's it for now. Until next time. Cheers. Cheers.